0: You're listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. My name is Sammy Reyes, and as a college student and entrepreneur, I'm always looking for a little more passion in my life. On this podcast, my guests and I will teach you the tools to help you fashion your passion. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat today. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Natalie Barbu here with me, and she is the founder of Rella Social, which is a app to help influencers sort of manage their Instagram. She's also the host of the real real podcast which if you guys have not checked that out yet you definitely should and she is also just sort of like influencer youtuber all of that fun stuff natalie welcome to the show thank you so much i'm really excited to be here and to chat absolutely so like i mentioned to you before we started recording i sort of want to go through your journey of you know youtube and Rella and you know the podcast and all of that and what you've built to this day and so if you want to you know i guess just Briefly take us through that and sort of you know all these different things you've built and throughout the years, and how each one of them has sort of you know shaped the person you are today and shaped how you know you run your business today, um, etc. Yeah, so
1: I had started as a YouTuber in 2011, um, and it's back when you know it's the landscape is so different than what it is today. Did it all throughout high school. All th- Throughout college, got a job after college, was able to quit my job and do social media full time, um, started a podcast. Um, I had like a small little agency that I would help like brands connect with influencers, helped influencers grow and manage their social media. And then that kind of led to creating Rella, which is what I'm doing now, which is a startup that helps creators manage their entire business in one place. So, from content planning to we're going to build out a place where you can send invoices, track all of your revenue, have revenue insights on there to like comprehensive analytics across platforms. Um, You'll be able to do all of that on Rella. So that's what I'm working on right now. And that's definitely been taking up like almost all of my time, Uh, but I do still do social media and like I still have my podcast and all of that. It's just um, definitely kind of been on the back burner a little bit (laughs) since since Rella has been like my main focus.
0: I love that so much because like Rella is such, I mean, first of all, it's an amazing platform. Like, you know, I've sort of been in there poking around a little bit, but I think like, you know, when I first heard about it and I first, you know, read that you were launching it I like read through sort of what your your vision was for it and I was like this is something that so many people have been wanting for so long and I'm sure you know with you working in the you know social media space before you you built it out like you felt that same need you're like you want to have something that just like you said comprehensive for a creator to just sort of get shit done you know and not have to like log into 18,000 different programs and websites to like send an invoice but also like you know email back like the content for like a brand deal and stuff like that exactly I am like I'm so excited to dive more into it I need to like spend more time in it and like you know figuring it all out but I mean it's like it's just such an amazing concept but what has it been like for you as like, I mean, I guess you can, you know, I would consider you like a woman in tech, right? Definitely, um, yeah. building is like just that. And so like, what has that experience been like for you? And sort of, you know, obviously the women in tech space is definitely growing nowadays, Um, but, you know, just share about your experience.
1: Yeah, so, so I would consider myself a woman in tech, especially building umbrella. And um, even before that, I was an engineering student and I worked in the like technology department of Accenture. Which was the company that I used to work for. So I feel like I've actually been involved in tech for kind of a long time, uh, while still having this like social media part of my life as well. That's not as technical. Um, For me, I I think it's actually really cool being a woman in tech because the community that you form in it is incredible. Like the network, the community, it's so strong. Even though it definitely is very male dominated, and I hope that that changes. And I definitely see it changing more. I the people, the women that are in tech right now are so supportive. They're so kind. They're, everyone's trying to help each other. Like it's not like a cutthroat, one upping each other. Everyone's trying to help and introduce you to people and be supportive in any way that they can. So I think that that is so special. And if, you know, even though I, I hope that it continues to grow and there's more diversity in tech, I will say that it's not as isolating as you might think it is.
0: You didn't know. And I definitely, I have seen that, you know, sort of from the sidelines. If you will um and i think it's it's because it's so there is such a small not small but it's like i mean it's smaller than you know all the men in tech of like these women in tech it's like they're more you know we feel more inclined to help each other out because you know i guess you can say an intimate community if you will right because it's like you you can get to know almost everyone in the community um And that way you can sort of help each other out and like just be there and support each other. And I don't know, I feel like that's your experience through it makes me very happy to hear um, because a lot of the time, many people who go into tech or into STEM, um, especially women may not. You know, don't feel that same way, um, which is really discouraging, but I am happy to hear that. But in the more general sense of things, you know, sort of you walking into um, building a business, building an app, you know, having to talk with investors, all of that. Um, And, you know, being relatively young, if you will, what has that been like and how have you been able to sort of, you know, uh, curate, you know, that confidence to, you know, stand up there and say, I believe in my app. I believe in, you know, my my brand. And this is why you should invest. This is why you should, you know, hop on it.
1: Yeah, that was actually the hardest part, I think, in the beginning. And I mean, it still is. But just walking into a room or getting on a zoom call and having to speak with people that are double your age, triple your age sometimes, and having to speak to them and convince them that, you know, you are a CEO that is worthy and investing in that's going to make them a lot more money, that's going to be really successful. And even though I fully believe it, it sometimes gets in your head of, but am I experienced enough? Like what are these people thinking? And I think what you have to do to go into it is really sell yourself and be like so unashamed to brag about yourself. And it's a it's a way that especially with women, we don't, we're not used to doing that. Like, I don't like bragging about myself on social media. I'm not sitting there being like, I'm so great. Like I'm so successful because one that's just like, not nice <laughs> like but no one wants to follow someone that thinks like that yeah. so you have to kind of get into another mode when you're speaking to investors and sell them on the vision that you see sell them on why you are capable and and that comes with a lot of practice and it's not going to happen the first second third fourth fifth meeting it's going to happen after a ton of different meetings and i think that's why having that community of like people like-minded people or similar people to you is so important because you guys can kind of build each other up and and help each other out. So, one, selling the vision, I think, is the number one thing. At this stage, people are investing in the team, they're investing in you, they're not investing in the idea for the most part because the idea might change and you know you might pivot, but they're investing in like the person because they know that that person can build a really great product. So that's the first thing you have to know, and then you have to sell them on why you are the right person. Is it because of your experience? Even if it's not, you know. Running a company, if you're experienced, like for me, I've been a creator since 2011. Not that many people can say that. Like in 2011, people were not. YouTube was so small, you know. Like the market size was so so tiny. I've been one of the original people on there. Or this is why you know we have this many users on the app. Or this is why like my my co-founders are like the right fit. You know. So you have to really sell yourself. And that comes with a lot of practice but it also comes with having that support around you to really like help you and like build you up too yeah
0: i definitely agree with that and like you know sort of like those those points you've mentioned also really go hand in hand like if you're entering a job interview too you know because yeah an investor like that's it's a very similar sense in the terms of like you're trying to sell yourself to them either you know to give you money or give you a job right so it's like it's essentially the same thing and you know for a lot of my listeners i know you know they're about to sort of enter the the real world if you will um you know and go out and graduate college and get into jobs and i mean that advice is just like spot on for that too but is there anything you know sort of um that when you first started this and you first started meeting with people and like to build that confidence, like, was there anything that you wish that you knew that you, you know, didn't know and you would want to tell yourself then?
1: I think one thing is even if you know it, it's good to always be reminded that this is kind of a long game. And no matter what it is, starting a business, starting on social media, trying to grow on social, starting a podcast, like whatever it is that you're trying to begin, it's a long game. And you cannot expect like overnight results. You cannot expect to get money right away. You cannot expect to grow a ton of subscribers or get like a million downloads or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You have to have a strategy for how you're going to continue doing this for years. And you also have to realize that patience is going to be necessary because things are not going to come that easily and you have to love what you're doing enough to be able to stick through the rejection, to be able to stick through the downtimes, to be able to realize like, hey, I'm still going to do this podcast even if I don't have that many listeners right now because I know what I'm doing is good and I know it's going to get there one day. So uh, my mentality that I kind of had to adopt was it's not about when something happens, like, oh, it's if I really want something to happen, like when, you know, in our fundraise, for example, it's not about not about when it's not about if it's going to happen. That's the phrase. So it's not about if something's going to happen, like, oh, if I'm going to raise money, if I'm going to reach a million downloads, if I'm going to hit this metric, it's about when you can't really control the when, but you need to know that it's going to happen. And so shift that mindset shift was really important to me because it's so easy to get discouraged and think like, oh my God, it's not happening. Like I must be a failure. Like why isn't this happening right away? Mm -hmm. But just know that it will happen. So don't think about if it's going to happen. Stop. Like don't even use the word if anymore. Just use the word like when. Like I'm so excited for when that happens. I know that it's going to get it's, I know it's going to. Uh,
0: I love that so much. That is like one of the things that I've that stuck with me for a while now. I think if I, I don't even know where I heard it, but I heard it somewhere else. But it's just something that I live by um because i think through my years in college there's a lot of things that i wanted to do you know like I was like a senior in high school and I was like oh I can do all these 18 million things while i'm in college and lo and behold you actually can't um and so i i've been having to like put them off and like that's like so painful for me mm-hmm. and so it's like now I'm just like okay like you know, when I graduate, I can do X, Y, and Z, and then, you know, call it a day. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about, because you mentioned before how, you know, building an app and also continuing to be a content creator is like a lot of work. How have you been able to sort of, wouldn't say balance, because I don't really like that word, but sort of manage like you working and like being this co-founder and like being this, you know, sort of head of you know, Rella being a content creator with all the brand deals and successful content creator for that. And also managing like, you know, time with like your friends and family and like time with yourself and like all of that stuff. Like, how has that journey been for you?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been difficult. I mean, I feel like people cannot do everything. Like, I feel like that's another misconception that like you can do everything because I think you can do everything at some point in your life, but you can't do everything all at once. For me, it's been about prioritizing. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to stop YouTube or I have to stop being a content creator. But it's about prioritizing what I'm doing every single week, every single day. And some days, I don't do social media at all but then there might be one day where like i'm mainly focused on social media because i've gotten the other stuff done so i kind of look at it as like a macro level first like what do i want to accomplish like big picture wise and then each week i look at it and i'm like okay what am i going to get done this week and i kind of like plan out my week by looking at my google calendar and then i'm like okay what am i going to get done every single day so it depends on like what i have on my calendar what meetings i have what can i squeeze in and i try to like time block things so that i can actually get things done but even things like planning like with a example i feel like i've been so bad at like seeing friends because i do not want to go out during the week because i'm exhausted by the time like the night comes around i'm like oh my god i don't want to do anything like that sounds horrible so i literally will have to like book like on my calendar look like, okay i'm gonna see you in like four saturdays from now like i'm making plans for like way in the future and that's i hate doing that because it just yeah. feels so formal you know like sending a, you know putting it on your calendar when you're gonna hang out with your friend i'm like that like I never used to do that. Yeah. But now it's just about being intentional, and like prioritizing things. So look at your month. What do you want to prioritize? What do you want to achieve? Then break it down by week. What do you want to prioritize? What do you want to achieve? And then put it by your day, like each day, Where when are you going to do it? And if you have to plan ahead, you plan ahead. But that's kind of been like what I've been doing. And then my calendar is what really like I live by. Like I don't... If it's not on my calendar, I am not doing it. Like I will forget. So like if you don't send me a calendar invite... I'm not remembering so yeah (laughs) I, I think that's just like how I've had to live now um and you know it's less like spontaneous and stuff but I think it's still it's still fun and like I I get to kind of do everything I want even if it's within the span of a month rather than every single week
0: no I love that and I'm sort of getting that way too where it's like if I don't see it on my calendar like it doesn't exist to me no it's, and not, I'm like, I never it's not thought real. I'm this person. no literally it's like it's just like some thought that we've had before but like I don't know like it's like I never thought I'd be this person where it's like I have to like actually live by my like google calendar but it's like become this way and I'm like I'm not mad about it like, yeah. like actually, this is like kind of good
1: <laughs> yeah and honestly like Structure I think gives you more freedom in the end because then you're like, Okay, as long as I'm you know, when you are structured, you're less stressed, I feel at least for me. Like I'm less stressed when I'm I'm more structured. I feel like I have control of my day. And then I can put in the free time and I can put in, you know, I can book a flight for the middle of the day and I, you know, can rearrange my calendar that way because it's up to me at the end. But that structure of having everything like laid out is so important to me. And like having a routine every day is so important to me. And I just think, I think it like, gives me actually like more freedom at the end of the day by having that rather than just having like a blank thing and being like, what do I do
0: today? Like, I don't know. No, I agree for sure. I definitely, I need to make sure that I have like, you know, like certain things like on the calendar. And then I can be like, okay, like I have a, you know, like an empty spot here, I can do X or Y. And then I choose it, you know, f- fill it in or whatever. Um, but I'm curious to know, because I've sort of been in this state of like, you know, I'm knee deep in a lot of things that are going to eventually bring me to build the bigger picture. Um, But I can't see the bigger picture every day and it kind of like it kind of like punches me in the gut and like sort of makes me lose like my motivation for all the things so because you know you're sort of I guess in still in the building process of Rella for example how has that been like to sort of uh, you know figure out how to zoom out once in a while and be like oh my gosh like I'm building this amazing app like that's going to change so many lives and like sort of I guess romanticizing your life in a way if you want to say and sort of being like I am working on the things that I've been wanting to work on even though you know the day-to-day tasks don't seem like it
1: yeah that's actually a really good question because it is hard you have to really be self-motivated to see that um so I I think Like well, I don't have it like written down. I don't have it as my background or anything like that. But I think if that helps you, if you're like a visual person that needs that reminder, I think putting it where you can see it Mm -hmm. could be really helpful. For me, I think it's just more of an internal thing where it's like I go through moods when I'm very low and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, is this going to work out? Like, what am I doing? Like, uh, things, you know, just going through like challenges, feeling kind of hopeless, feeling very unmotivated, feeling like, oh my God, like, what did I get myself into? And I think that's very normal, but you have to have kind of going back to what I said originally with like playing the long game, you have to realize like you are in this for a long time. And if you think it's just going to be uphill all the time, you're so in for a surprise because it's not. And you just have to know that going into it. That's why I would give that advice to like my younger self or like when I was first starting because the good times are going to happen, but there's also going to be really low moments. It's going to be really lonely times. You're going to feel really isolated. You're going to feel like an imposter, a failure, whatever it is. And you have to be able to, you know, stick through those and, and see like ask yourself like why am i doing this and always have that answer in the back of your mind. So for me it's just something that i've always like just have in the back of my mind always like i have the answer of why i'm doing this and i'll look to people that have you know used rella and said that they love it and that they are like it's a part of their routine or all you know hear like influencers or creators that are having these pain points and i'm like that is why i'm doing it like that is why so i kind of always try to find like the source of and, and my reasoning as to why if i'm feeling like down and stuff like that but i think it, it depends on who you are like maybe writing it down or having it on your background and things like that might help you having a friend that can remind you or or kind of hype you up could help. But that's just what I do personally.
0: No, I love that so much. And I think that, yeah, I mean, a lot of people will get to a certain point where they just sort of think, you know, they're always they have their why in the back of their head all the time. And that can definitely help. But, you know, also the other ways you mentioned are very helpful as well. I think I've done pretty much all of them, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to sort of Ask more of a selfish question, if you will. Um, but I'm curious to know sort of like a very general like daily routine um, that you sort of go through. Like, what does your days look like? I like, sort of how do you manage again? Like I mentioned before, like, how do you, you know, Manage on a day-to-day basis, like you know, content and Rella and all the other probably million things you have going on.
1: Yeah. So for me, I start my mornings off by trying to wake up by like 7 a.m. Sometimes it's a little later, but like I always try to wake up at seven. The first thing I do, like wash my face, brush my teeth, get ready for the gym. Like the first thing I do is like go to the gym in the morning because I know that if I don't move my body in the morning, I'm just like not going to the rest of the day. Like if, it, if I miss my morning window, I'm not working out that day. Like it's just it's gone. So I have to do it in the morning and it's actually really like good for me because I don't check my phone. I'm not, my phone's on do not disturb pretty much until I start working. So like I'm not getting notifications. I'm not reading texts. I'm not scrolling on Instagram. Um, Then I come back home. I will make breakfast for myself. And like, that's like my favorite part of the day. I love making like a big breakfast. So I'll do like a bagel, maybe some eggs, some spinach on the side, orange juice, like Nice big breakfast where I can finally like have just like alone time and me time. Um, and then I'll shower, get ready for the day, put my makeup on, get dressed. Uh, and then around like 9, 9.30 is when I start working and start sitting down on my computer. Usually I have a meeting in the morning. Like Usually we'll have at least one team meeting depending on like with who it is, who it's with at like 10 a.m. Um, and then my days are usually kind of decided for me already based on like the meetings that I have, mm-hmm. uh, what I've already planned from like planning out my week, you know, and, mm-hmm. and planning out my month. So and then once I get back, once I get done with work, which work usually has like a bunch of different meetings, so I might be talking to some creators. Um, I might be making TikToks or Instagram for like Rella for myself. Um And then once I'm done with that, I try to be done at around like six o'clock is when I try to like be done by um and then I will usually just like plop on the couch and like watch tiktok (laughs) like watch tv Like i just need to like decompress and like shut off my brain for a little bit and then i'll like make some dinner later and watch some more tv and tiktok (laughs) and then i go to bed and then i redo it the next day
0: (laughs) i love that so much i used to be um like a crazy morning person and like i would get up at 4 30 in the morning um and then like go to the gym and do whatever but since then i've realized that that burnt me out Extensively. So I've been recovering for the past year and a half. Of, it's you know, hard. Like, I need my
1: sleep. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: it was like rough. Like I would, like you know, when I first got to college, like I would sometimes like wake up at 4 30 and like some of my friends would be like just going to bed. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is really cool. I was like, this is great. Um, but yeah, but now I'm trying to like, I've been more in the, you know, less crazy area of like seven to eight, I wake up, you know, which is more, Uh, tolerable for everyone but I always have loved a morning routine I've always been so curious about other people's like morning routines and like evening routines um just because like you know i feel they i feel like they're also different but hold very similar aspects at the same time where it's like you know time for yourself and it's like setting yourself up for the day and to succeed but i'm curious to know between like sort of you know in the bulk of your work day um you know you have a bunch of meetings going on you probably are doing you know little bits for your own personal brand content creation little bits of rela stuff but how do you sort of you know with the tasks you have day to day how do you stay i would say laser focused if you will on the task you're doing and not get distracted like say you're working on rella for 2 hours how do you not you know hop over to other stuff um you know and sort of keeping that prioritization in place
1: that's really hard honestly like for me that's where i struggle too because if i know that i have something else i can do I will literally be like mid-sentence in an email and open another tab and work on something else. Like it's like bad. Um, So I honestly don't have the best advice for that. What has helped me has been putting my phone on do not disturb because if I'm constantly getting notifications, like that just pulls me away from what I'm doing. So my phone and my computer are on do not disturb. um, And then I'll check that like whenever I'm done to make sure I didn't miss anything. I do not, try, I tr- really try not to go on social media in the middle of the day because that's just like a time sucker. Like, yeah, I could be on TikTok for an hour and it feels like a minute. So, like, I really try to not be on social media throughout the day, and I'll try to kind of like per, like remind myself like let me just finish this one thing and then I can move on to something else. And, like constantly remind myself, but I'll, like really truthfully, like I'm not that great at that. Like I feel like I am someone that multitasks a lot, and I like do a bunch of different things at once, and then kind of realize at the end of the day I didn't get any of them done. But I will say like I at the end of the day, if I don't have certain things done, like I won't let myself like finish work. Like I'll be like no, I have to do this, or I'm not allowed to like get off this desk, you know. And that kind of makes me more focused, but it's hard because I'm not the best at it.
0: You put yourself under pressure. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. No, it's so good. Sometimes you need that. It's like that adrenaline that comes in. You're like, okay, I have to finish this. Like, let's go. You know, and sometimes it works. And sometimes, you know, you just end up going on TikTok anyways. So (laughs) it all depends on how you feel that day. But speaking of like TikTok and sort of like, you know, going on it you know after you've had a long day how have you managed obviously you're like you're in the social media world like you are smack dab in the middle how have you been able to sort of manage a way to be in social media know what's going on you know and sort of stay up to date with everything without sort of getting super addicted and super like you know entering into that like comparison era and like all of that stuff how have you been able to you know back up a little bit if you will
1: so whenever i do get in those comparison traps because it definitely happens i kind of ask myself like or not ask myself but i'll tell myself again what i was saying earlier like not if but when so it's like it's not if i'm gonna be you know reach a certain milestone or it's not if this is gonna happen it will happen it might not look like exactly what i want it to look like it might not happen in my timeline like that i have envisioned in my head but it's gonna happen where i'm going to You know, make it to a certain level or whatever I'm aspiring to be. So I try not to look at people as like envious. I'm not like, oh, wow, like, why does she have this many followers and I don't? It's like, oh, I'm going to get there one day, like, when I get to that point. Because I always think like it's kind of silly to look at people and then be jealous of their like metrics or their success, because that just means to me, I use it more as like a motivator where I'm like, wow, if they can do that, I can do that. Like, why would. I not be able to like me and they're not like anything special. Like I'm not anything special, but neither are they, you know, which means that both of us can make it. Like, I I always think of it that way where it's not like a, it's just a, when is it going to happen for me? I don't know. Like they got there sooner. Congrats to them. But that shows that it's in the realm of possibilities. So even going back to like with Rella, like when I see like young CEOs or, you know, people that are similar to me or like women that have raised a bunch of money or that have built up these like really successful companies. I look at that as like, Oh, well, awesome. That means that I can too, because like it's already been done before. I'm not, you know, paving a new road. Like it's, it's been done. I just need to continue to do what I'm doing and it's going to happen. So I kind of reframe it as instead of like envious being more aspirational or inspirational and then um kind of going back to like not if, but when.
0: No, I love that a lot. And I think, you know, my sort of trick for like that comparison piece has been to sort of curate my feed with like people who, I actually want to see and like people who I'm like willing to, you know, support and like people that are going to maybe even like move the needle for me and like my journey. And I think the way that Instagram has like done it where like you can add like favorite people to a certain list is really helpful too. Um, Because you can sort of, you know, Just add specific people and then only look at that part of your feed, but still, you know, follow other people if like they're your friends or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But before we wrap up, I have um, one more thing I want to touch on. But obviously, you know, you've been creating content for. hell of a long time um and I want to sort of I want to know from you what is sort of like your top tip or your top two tips for creators who are looking to you know grow obviously you said before not rapidly but grow period and just sort of what is like you know maybe something that is not in you know is not in the rotation right now that people are doing
1: yeah. One, people just need to be, af- need to stop being afraid of starting and just start. Like, just do whatever you want to do, post whatever you want to post. There's no cost to like posting something. So it's not like you're going to lose a bunch of money if you like post the wrong thing or something like that. So just start and and figure out what your style is what your niche is what you're going to talk about your first piece of content is going to be crap like it's going to be bad just accept it and like you'll learn from there but you're not going to learn unless you start um but also one thing like i am all for creators getting paid making money like amazing that's literally what rella is trying to do is like empower them to start treating it as businesses but I do think that sometimes people start and they their only goal is brand deals where they're not even like building their community and so you need to build your community first. Like you need to build that first. I'm not saying you need to have a lot of followers because that's community does not equal followers, but you need to have people that care about your opinion, that are invested in your life, that enjoy the content you're posting before you go and try to make money off of like brand deals and make money off of, you know, social media. And I think that's been kind of lost in the past few years, I would say. Like, I mean, some people are starting with like literally a hundred followers and they're like, how can I get brand deals? And I'm like, you need first to like start you building your community. Like who, what, who's going to pay you? Like, you're not going to bring anything to the brand. Like that's no, Like your, your priorities are wrong, you know? Yeah. So I think that's another thing when you do start don't start with the intention of how can i get my first brand deal start with the intention of like how can i get people to be invested in what i'm posting and what i'm doing and by that like how are we going to provide value what what's going to be your niche what's going to stick what's going to what is your audience like like what do you enjoy posting those are the questions you should answer before you focus on on money
0: i love that so much and i think it's so true it's like the reason that brands reach out to people is because they have a community that, you know, is going to respond to their, you know, their sponsored post and it's going to go to, you know, that brand and, and buy things or look at it or whatever. So it's like, yeah, if you don't have people responding to you without, you know, being sponsored by someone, how are they supposed to respond to you when you actually are sponsored? So it's exactly. like, it, it, you have to build that out first and have people who are, you know, like right there to basically do anything that you say is a good thing to do. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I want to roll into the final question of the podcast. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you about all the things. I definitely had more things on my list, but obviously, you know, for time's sake, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll end it there. But this is a question that I've asked every single person who has ever been on the podcast. And based off the title of this podcast, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming? based off of how you have fashioned your passion? I love that question.
1: Um, okay, so one tip for people that are dreaming. Let's see. One, I mean, I think the just starting tip is like my go-to because I always think that People are so afraid to start, starting a business, a podcast, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. People are so afraid to make the first move and to just begin. And I think beginning doesn't have to be jumping all in. I think beginning could be talking to people, like talking and just asking them questions. I think beginning could look like research. It could look like securing an Instagram handle, even though you have no idea what you're going to post. It could be, you know, following some accounts to get inspiration. Like it doesn't have to be starting immediately and like posting and, or like forming an LLC or anything like that. It could be these little steps that eventually will snowball. But I think if you're just always in your head and you're listening to a million podcasts and reading a bunch of like how to and self-help books, but you're never actually doing anything, then that is not going to help. Like at one point you need to just begin and like stop being afraid because every person that has ever started anything did not know what they were doing and does not know what they're doing. Like (laughs) at the end of the day, like do we really know what we're doing? No. So I think that that's like the one thing that I always try to say. It's like, just stop being afraid and just start doing.
0: I love that so, so, so much. And it is so true. Where can my listeners find you on the web, on social? Where can they find your podcast? Where can they find Rella? List it all out for us.
1: Yeah, you can find me at Natalie Barbu across all platforms. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Podcast is The Real Real Podcast. And then Rella, you can find on the app store or you can go to getrella.com and then you can follow us at Rella Social.
0: Yes, and all of these links will obviously be down below. So you can easily click and head over there. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And for those of you listening, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.